Hi, welcome to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. My name is Lena Yanguesso. And sit back, because we're talking about one that feels kind of personal. And if you feel attacked by this one, don't worry, we're on the same boat. And maybe we could be friends, because today's question is... Life is hard, so why not take a minute, maybe 20, and just talk with me? Let's figure it out together. My name's Lena Yanguesso. Welcome to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. And today we're asking an important question. Why don't I have friends? Okay. So I don't know about you, but I woke up one day and I was like in my 30s and looked around and I didn't really have that many friends. And I know it's like an ongoing joke with millennials that like I have four friends and that's all I need, which is great. I mean, yeah, have my four friends for sure. I love it here. But also I remember when I had like a bunch of friends, like different groups of friends that I could access and like hang out with and do different things with. And right now, if two of my friends are sick and one is at work, that's it. It's just me and me, okay? <laughs> and it's getting a little old because I used to think that I was a friendly person. I used to think I was the kind of person who attracted people to me and I could be friends with anyone and I could make it work. And then one day I wasn't, and I wasn't aware of it until I tried to, you know, have friends. <laughs> and then I realized I don't think I have friends. And worse still, when I was doing research on this episode, I found out that most of us don't have friends, but we think we have friends or we don't think we need them, which is even worse. So of course I went straight to the source. Have you ever noticed how like kids make friends really easily? I have a five-year-old daughter and she comes home every day from like a random interaction, from going outside for 20 seconds, from going to school, from doing like Sunday school, some random activity I took her to, from bouncing at a jump house. And she comes back and she's like, yeah, I made four friends today. And I was like, what? You made friends? And these are friends that like, if she meets again, she's hanging out with them. They don't even like text each other and they're just all up in each other's faces. I don't know how she does it. So of course, I had to ask her some deep questions. How do you make friends, babe? We make friends to say, please could you be my friend then they be. It's that easy, you just say, please be my friend. Yeah. What else can I do to make friends? First, you always tell them every time. Then after that, when you do it every time, like let them be your nice and be a nice friend. Honestly, can it really be that simple? Just ask someone, be my friend? <sighs> I wish it was. But the truth is, it feels like the downside of being free and being a free person, an independent adult, kind of made it harder for us to make friends friends okay now let's be honest our adult lives are kind of filled with you know obligations whether it's like with partners or work or children it just doesn't feel like we have free time to make space for new people in our lives I mean this also goes kind of for dating right like you have so many other things and like routines going that you never really have a second to make friends in fact a study of young adults uh, social networks by researchers at the University of Oxford found that those in romantic relationships had on average two fewer close ties, including friends, and those who had kids lost out even more. So basically, with every part in your life that kind of changes or grows, whether you change careers, you change, and now you're not single anymore, you change and you got a kid, you lose friends every single time. But according to the study, it's not about like voluntarily losing friends. I know it's great, cut people out. <laughs> if you need to, if they're bad for you, cut them off. But the truth is, even if you don't mean to, your priorities kind of shift and they just don't cut it anymore, just to be frank. And that means you lose friends or you're just not in the same place in your lives anymore and don't that have that many things in common. So you kind of just drift apart and it happens more than you'd think. 
every single change that happens in your life, like it or not, you're losing friends. Now, a study by a Dutch sociologist named Gerald Mollenhorst actually found that over a period of around seven years, people had lost touch with half their closest friends on average. Half. Okay, what's crazy about this study was that most of us are losing more friends than we have time to actually replace them. And a meta-analysis by researchers in Germany published in 2013, and this is um, a study that had 177,635 participants across 277 studies, concluded friendship networks had been shrinking for the preceding 35 years. For example, in studies conducted between 1980 and 1985, participants reportedly had four or more friends on average compared to participants who taken part in it today, like 2000 to 2005, who could only say they had like two friends. <laughs> That's us. That's why it always felt like your parents always had friends over. You know when you were a kid, there was always people coming to visit your parents and now you're an adult and crickets <laughs> when it comes to friends. Now, in a study called Very Happy People that was conducted in 2002 by the American psychologist Ed Diner and Martin Seligman, they found that the key difference between the most unhappy and the most happy people in the world was how socially connected they are. So whether you like it or not, friends are important <laughs> and you've got to kind of step it up. So what to do? If you're like me, I kind of, I'm in this like friendship jealousy mode where I just, I'm so jealous of people who find it easy to make friends because I'm stuck in a room by myself right now recording about making friends and researching how to make friends. That is desperation if ever. And you listening to this and nodding, yes, tell me how to make friends. You're in the same boat. We can't be alone in this. So we kind of have to figure out a game plan. I have my best friend right now and she is known by everyone. Like to know her is to love her. And I am so jealous of the fact that she just always knows how to make friends. In her head, she only has five friends, but she walks into a room and she's able to make friends with people. She always knows somebody in that room. And I've always now like become this person who, if I'm going to this party with her, and she has too many friends, I have no one to talk to. And I realize how annoying that must be to her because like, girl, I am not your babysitter. But at the same time, I've put myself in this bubble of like, I only have four friends and I'm happy with that. But now I'm asking, am I? Why don't I have friends? So come on this journey with me to ask people, will you be my friend as my five-year-old Howie suggested? And uh, we can maybe figure it out together. So what to do? Making friends in adulthood is going to be an, a deliberate effort, okay? And it's 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 no longer a thing where you can just like casually run into somebody and be like, hey, be my friend, because we're adults and we have trust issues, but you kind of just have to put yourself out there, okay? And the theory goes that the first obstacle you'll encounter is having enough confidence. You have to be confident in just going up to people, basically like a five-year-old in a playground, and trusting that they want to be friends with you, so you're going to make friends with them. Now, according to psychologists, fears of rejection when it comes to friendship will lead you to engage in two types of avoidance, and these ones will make it harder for you to make friends. The first one is overt avoidance. This one is by not putting yourself in situations where it's possible to meet new people. Instead of going to a friend's movie night or a friend's little party or get-together where there's a chance to meet somebody, you would rather just stay home. <laughs> and that is me if ever I heard it. The second thing that you might be doing is covert avoidance, which means that you show up. You go to these events. You show up at your friend's party. You go to that like you know, drink up you were invited to, but then you do that thing of sitting in the corner 
talking to the host's dog and checking your Instagram and liking people's pictures who are not really your friend instead of socializing with people who could potentially be your friend. Do you get where we're going with this? I feel like we all fall under one of these things if we're trying to make friends and we're wondering, why can't I make friends past the age of 22? Because I feel like that might have been the last time I made friends. So we're going into this blindly and confidently. <laughs> and the first thing to do is, according to psychologists, this is a real one, assume people like you. Now, when I first read this one, I was like, so you're saying fake it till you make it. But it's a little different. This one is actually a working model that I think makes sense. So an American study from the 1980s found that volunteers who were led to believe that an interaction partner liked them to begin with began to act in ways that made this belief more likely to come true. They shared more about themselves, they disagreed less, and they had more of a positive attitude while interacting with this person, which suggests that if you go into a social situation with a positive mindset, assuming that that person likes you, then it's more likely that eventually they'll actually turn out to be the case that they will like you. Now, you might be thinking, I don't know how to pretend like people like me because I barely like me. This is 2021. We are okay with that. <laughs> but you've got to assume that somebody likes you because chances are it might be true. And the truth is, studies have been conducted that have proved that. On average, strangers actually like us more than we realize. This is science. According to a paper by Erica J. Boothby at Cornell University, they involved a bunch of strangers just talking for five minutes. And then after the interaction, they asked them if they liked this person. And in the lab, the same pattern emerged. People underestimated just how much they were liked. And in truth, the study found that most interactions ended in people actually liking the other person, majority of the time. And this was labeled in this study as the liking gap. It was a truth bomb. People actually like you more than you think they do. So approach every interaction as if people like you, because scientifically, they probably do. Step number two in making friends. <sighs> this one tires me, <laughs> but it's necessary. Initiate. In a book called We Should Get Together, The Secret to Cultivating Better Friendships that was published last year, Kat Velos actually described that she started writing this book when she felt utterly alone. I mean, who didn't in 2020? And she was looking for friends to hang out with, so she posted on Facebook, who wants to go get french fries and talk about life with me? And everybody who responded didn't even live in the same city. So she was kind of left in a place of like, so nobody? Nobody at all? And I have to admit, I'm kind of guilty of initiating but never actually following through. I don't know if you're like me, where you say it, but you know I don't mean it. Why are you even pretending to have this interaction? Where you talk to somebody and be like, oh my god, we should grab coffee. Oh my god, we should totally hang out. Oh my gosh, we should do something. But like, doing? I mean, nine times out of ten, we don't. And the tenth time, it's because like, I found you in a place I was going to anyway. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So you do have to initiate and actually be purposeful about it. In this experience that was categorized in this book, yes, there's a book about how to make friends and that's where we're at in our lives. Leave us alone. We're just trying to be functioning adults with social circles. This author, Velas, actually started creating groups and initiating groups where she would meet new people. And eventually she was successful in creating two meetup groups and establishing friendships of people she liked and wanted to get closer to. And according to Velos, she did it regularly. She even tried to revitalize old relationships and awaken new ones. She checked in with people and she found time to hang out. She would pen it down and put it in her calendar, Friday, 7 p.m., I'm a hang with a friend. And guess what? She made friends during a pandemic. So like, uh -huh. It's possible, whether we like it or not. 
you have to embrace the importance of actually initiating friend dates and kind of let go of this myth that friendship happens organically. You know, that one for like, I will attract good friends. I will just stand here and just be a beam of friendship and they will come to me. It doesn't happen like that. You kind of have to take responsibility and stop waiting passively because science backs up that with a study of older adults in the Canadian province of Manitoba, the participants who thought friendship was something that just happened based on luck tended to be less socially active and feel lonelier when researchers caught up with them five years later. By contrast, though, those who thought friendships took effort and actually made more of an effort, for example, by showing up to church and community groups, this actually paid off for them and they felt less lonely at the five-year catch-up and actually stated to have created more friendships in that five-year gap of new people in their lives who they now consider close friends. So yeah, you gotta get yourself out there like a weird dating pool. You kind of just have to show up and keep showing up. And that's the next step. Once you've initiated all these new contacts, the challenge of turning them into actual friendships begins. It's a challenge too, because you have to keep showing up. According to Rebecca G. Adams, a professor of sociology, her and her peeps actually recognize that friendships thrived when we have continuous interactions. And those repeated interactions and opportunities to interact will allow you to capitalize on something called the mere exposure effect. This was based on a study that was conducted in the 90s, oh. where four women were planted in a psychology classroom, a lecture room, and this was classes of varying numbers. Now the women were told not to speak to anyone. Four of them throughout the semester just showed up to classes. That was it, didn't talk to anyone. At the end of the semester, the researchers showed the students pictures of these four women and asked them which one they liked the best. And the women who showed up for more classes made it higher on the list of people that they liked than the women who didn't show up. So even by not interacting, but just being in that space, they were liked more and were more likely to make friends in those classes than those who never actually showed up. I don't know what it is. I feel like I kind of missed out on the dating uh, app thing because <laughs> I kind of met my person before they were a thing, but I wish there was like a dating app for just friendship. Now I asked on my social media, like where do people go to make friends? I don't have friends and I got a lot of answers. First of all, shout out to everyone who said, I'm your friend call me, it is I, because I didn't call you, because again, I'm a shitty person. <laughs> but the truth is, it was really nice to know that like, people just wanted to make friends. Jonah Guya responded by saying, no idea, I'm a loner and I'll stick to online friends. Sandra Wendo actually agreed with me saying, girl, I just wanna know where people go to make friends, tell me. Crystal Santos said that she heard, rumor has it, that PTA meetings and church is where friendships are at. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't like meeting other parents because we all judge each other's parenting and maybe I'm doing it wrong and it's just me. So I need to kind of, you know, meet other moms and dads with a more open mind, but then I feel like it just reminds me how old I am, that I gotta meet people through my kid whose main concept of making friends is just ask them. So we'll deal with that later. And Kags actually said something that made me really chuckle. She said, apparently you have to go out and meet people and talk and stuff. I find it kind of ridiculous, but that's the only way to do it, I hear. While Ivy say you just stumble on them. In fact, she said, my closest friend right now are people who crashed my party back in March and now have become my closest friends. So most people kind of came up with the same conclusion without doing studies and researching like I did because my friend is my Wi-Fi connection and kind of came up with the same conclusion. You've got to meet people and continue to meet people and show up. And somebody actually suggested Bumble for friends. Yeah, that was director in heels on Instagram and she put just Bumble. I haven't downloaded the app yet. And I just, I, I want to because 
I, we all stare at our phones anyway. And I just want to know, are there creeps on Bumble Friendship or like other apps for just friendship? Because the truth is somebody should do it. Market it. I'll pay for it. I'll show up to your weird app and just sit there and hopefully have a pretty catchy <laughs> profile and hope to attract friends. Now, the last step, according to psychology, sociology, and all the other ologies to actually making friends is get vulnerable. I don't know about you, but I remember like a moment in time where I had a coworker who was just a coworker, probably knew them at work as a casual high-bye friend for years. And then one day things got real, right? We talked about things that were actually disturbing us, something that was a problem in our lives and could relate to each other. And in that moment became actual friends. That is a real thing. And it's a phenomena that's not a phenomena because you know you need to, but we find ourselves not doing it, even though studies have suggested that that's the only time you can really make friends by getting vulnerable. Now, don't get me wrong, you don't have to share what you might need to tell your therapist. This is not the time or the place to kind of vomit your deepest, darkest secrets, but you still have to share. So tell that person your passions, how you spend your free time, what you're looking forward to, and ask them questions as well so that they have to be vulnerable with you as well. Now, research conducted in the 1970s found that first year undergraduates who were more open about their vulnerabilities to their roommates actually tended to form deeper friendships with them from day one, as opposed to people who kind of kept to themselves. Recent studies have found that when strangers are getting to know one another, the more they share about themselves, the more they actually end up liking each other. And if you're looking for ways to deepen any connection, vulnerability is the way to go. Get weird with people in a good way. So let's wrap it up because I still don't have friends 20 minutes later. I thought this would just happen to me, manifesting friendship into the universe and talking into a microphone in a closet, but it hasn't happened. So how do you make friends as an adult according to this article in psych.ca? Number one, friendship when you're an adult does not happen organically. You gotta be in spaces where it could happen. So yeah, PTA meetings, church, uh, bars, happy hour, you just gotta be around people, which I don't know about you, but like COVID kind of made me scared of crowds, still does, but I don't mean go to like a huge, you know, open field of people. Just show up to things where people are and people that you've never met before because that's where you're gonna find friends. Number two, assume others actually like you. That way you'll end up being more likable. And it'll also motivate you to keep showing up to social gatherings and engaging with more people because you assume I'm the shit, you know I'm the shit, Let's do this shit, right? Number three, when you do show up at these social events, introduce yourself to that person that you spy as your new bestie and then meet up outside that event. Get to know them better, talk to them. And when you say you should hang out, do hang out. The next one is, of course, capitalize on the mere exposure effect. Be in that person's life a lot, you know? Join something that makes you more exposed to the same people or people you're trying to be friends with over and over again. Nobody's saying stalk people, but like join hobbies, you know, go and get, take a class, show up to events that happen on the regular, you know, wine tasting, those kind of things that adults are supposed to be doing but only look good on Instagram. Turns out there's a formula to them. Show up to these events, sign up to classes, and repeat, repeat, repeat to a social club, whatever, you might get friends out of this. And then of course, if you're trying to turn this acquaintance you just met into an actual friend, get vulnerable. Talk about yourself and ask that person questions where they have to talk about themselves so that you have actual conversations that don't involve, you know, that one person we know together, let's talk about them, but actually becomes deeper. And if all else fails, 
revert back to my five-year-old. We make friends to say, please, could you be my friend? Then they be. Then after that, when you do it, then it'd be a nice, it'd be a nice friend. If it lands you in jail, I'm not coming to bail you out, but maybe just ask. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. I will definitely be here next week where you find all uh, podcasts with another episode on Monday. And of course, my name is Lyndon Yangwe, so you can catch me on all my social media platforms at L-Y-N-D-A-N-Y-A-N-G-W-E-S-O or at That Chick Linda. Or if you just want to share your experiences, your thoughts, discussions, whatever, send me a voice note at I'm trying at gmail.com so we can chit chat. So get out of there. Go. Stop just staring at your phone and listening to me. Go make a friend. Keep trying. See you next week.